Okay, now I'm coming to you live from my couch. Does anybody else do this? And is anybody else? I mean, I am in so much chronic pain. If you have figured out how to not sit like a gargoyle all day, please tell me what your secret is. I, my neck working in tech is killing my posture. Anyway, hi, it's me. I'm back. Let's talk about the state of the global workplace 2022. It was a report put together by Gallup's latest study, which found that 19% of people are miserable at work and it's costing the global economy trillions of dollars. In their study, they found that 60% of people are emotionally detached at work, AKA quiet quitting, and 19% are just straight up miserable. So Gallup's CEO, John Clifton said, you know, we spend on average 81,396 hours of our lives at work. And the only thing we spend more time doing is sleeping. And if we spend so much of life at work, how is life at work going? And according to the people who took their survey, it's not going well. Some of the findings in their study that global engagement and well-being for employees is steady but low. Employees are just more stressed than ever, and the international economy is losing so much money because of low employee engagement. Everyone's talking about it. It's like everyone knows employees are disengaged, but it's really hard to figure out why. And if you haven't listened to my episode about surveys, do that. Pause. Go listen to the episode about the three employee surveys you need to know and how to use them. But the report just basically the whole takeaway is that employee well-being is the new workplace imperative and that it goes very hand in hand with employee engagement. People who are engaged at work but aren't thriving, for example, are 61% more likely to experience ongoing burnout than those who are both engaged and thriving. So let me back up. Employee engagement is when employees are so dialed in and so passionate about what they're doing because they're so fulfilled that they go above and beyond. They love their job. They contribute. They do extra. That's the holy grail. You want a whole engaged workforce. The problem is there's a lot of things that can cause people to be disengaged. And it can be a lot for an HR team to figure out why are people disengaged, let alone once they know why, how do they fix it? So Brene Brown said, I don't know if this was recently, Or, you know, she's been around and popular for probably 10 years now. But at some point, Brene Brown said, leadership used to be about muscle. Right now, it's about brain. Going forward, it's about heart. And I love that. And I'm a millennial, so I've experienced all three of these. Early when I started working, in my early 20s, I had managers and leadership teams that were like, just do more work, you know, hustle culture, just go, go, go. What do you mean you have a doctor's appointment? Don't you want to work? What do you mean you want to work from home? Are you folding laundry? Yes, I'm folding laundry, but guess what? I also get my job done better because I'm home and I'm more comfortable here and I'm in my own environment and whatever. Don't even get me started. Currently, I feel like leaders are very strategic and there's a lot of software to help us do things better and do things faster and more efficiently. But to be a winning organization, you have to train your managers to be empathetic and build real authentic relationships with each employee on their team. And you do that with a regular recurring one-on-one, which Pingboard offers a feature for that. Regular recurring one-on-ones with a manager who cares One of Gallup's 12 employee engagement question is, you know, I feel like my manager cares about me. That's a big engagement driver. 
In fact, it's probably the engagement driver because 70% of the employee experience, again, according to Gallup, I'll link out to all of this, 70% of the employee experience is the relationship between the employee and their manager. So that's a lot that's out of HR's hands. That is a lot that you are tasked with fixing, like, hey, engagement's low, go fix it. Okay, Mr. CEO, it's not that easy, especially considering the majority of every employee's day is deeply impacted by how their manager makes them feel or not feel if it's not going well. And so a big part of your people strategy really should be a focus on workshopping your people managers to be empathetic, kind leaders who are trained to ask open-ended questions and recurring one-on-ones and build authentic connections with their employees and take the time to really develop their people. We've all, hopefully this has happened to you. It's happened to me a couple of times. I've been lucky. If you've had that one manager in your life that you just wanted to make so proud, you felt like they understood you, you loved working for them. And on the day that they or you decided to leave for whatever reason, like you cried because it was such a special connection that you had. That should be kind of every time. (laughs) It shouldn't be like, oh my God, I can't stand my boss or my boss doesn't like me or I'm scared of my boss. I'm intimidated by my boss. My boss doesn't pay attention. My boss, you know, regularly cancels my one-on-one or we don't even have one. Um, Managers aren't always taught how to do this. So it's kind of not their fault. A lot of the times you have these superstars on a team, like your best developer or your best marketer, and they get promoted because they're so great at what they do. But that person really enjoys either being an individual contributor or they really were seeking some kind of leadership position, but then they were never trained to manage people. Their job stops becoming, hey, go do the thing. It becomes go take care of the people doing the things. And companies either give too much work to that manager to still be an individual contributor or don't give them permission to stop being an individual contributor so that they can manage their team. So then that person's like got two jobs and taking care of the people comes behind getting the job done, you know, of of the thing. You're a developer, you're a marketer. So really giving people managers permission to be like, yeah, sometimes you need to walk the walk and show your team that you've still got it. You can work on a project, but their focus should be 80% of the time. How is my team doing? What does my team need? How can I support? How's everyone doing? And just what's the overall health and emotional connection I have to my team and that they have to each other? And what problems do I need to solve? And blockers do I need to remove for them? People managers are not taught this. A lot of them that are good will go out and have read self-help books and gotten themselves there on their own. But It's really on the company to train a new people manager or a new hire who's a people manager. Like, hey, your focus is on the people on your team at all times. I'm adding in this other section because I had an epiphany. So if it sounds a little bit different, sorry, I'm recording in a different room. You train your managers to do this, to lead with empathy by workshopping them. You need to get your people managers in a regular cadence where they're meeting with you as HR and you put them through exercises and and workshops and situations and they role play, put them all into breakout groups and then say, you know, role play this type of difficult situation with an employee. And then they each go through after you tell them like generally how they should respond. They practice with each other. It's fun. It's a little silly, but that's how people learn. You don't just tell people, yeah, this is how you should handle it. They need to try it. They need to practice saying it. 
And then you open up the floor after the workshop to let people share. We've always leave 20 minutes or so for people to go around and say, yeah, this has happened to me before. You know, you don't name names because it's either happened at your company or at another company. But regardless, managers with a little bit more experience can say, oh, yeah, this has happened to me before. And this is how I handled it correctly or incorrectly and what I learned. And then your newer people managers or people who have never done this before and they're new in this people managing role, they hear these other stories. We learn through storytelling. And so give them all a chance to share past experiences after they role play. Do regular workshops with your people managers. It really works to get them in the right frame of mind because difficult stuff comes up and they need to be ready to handle it. They may not be perfectly prepared, but you need to do something to make sure that all of them are armed with things to say and strategies to put into place or to pull from, from these workshops that you did with them. I worked at a company where I managed a team and the people managers regularly once a month got together with HR and they would put us through an exercise, just like the military goes through exercises to practice for certain scenarios. People managers need to practice going through certain scenarios. And there's a lot of value to come from that. And that's leadership development. That's something that you're giving back to the people managers that will make them more prone to stay because you're investing in their development. So workshop your managers, put a lot of thought into the different things and scenarios and moments that make them an empathetic leader, things that could come up on their team and tell them suggested responses or like generally how the company thinks about how to respond to something like this and then let them practice on each other. Plus it's a good team building thing and they'll all have fun bonding with each other over it. You got to put the employees first because better output comes from that or, you know, better customer relations come from that and then a healthier bottom line. If you're focused on the projects and put it, getting people managers to just do stuff, then everyone's going to suffer. And then customer relations are less good. Final products of projects are less good. And that affects your bottom line. So putting the employee experience first and really getting to the root of like training your people managers is a huge part of why I think a lot of people are miserable. (laughs) In this report too, I laughed because I thought this was funny. The CEO of Gallup, John Clifton said, The world is closer to colonizing Mars than it is to fixing the world's broken workplaces. So looking at employee experience from every angle is really like the logical next step. And a huge driver of it is making sure people have meaning in their work and they're plugged in correctly and making sure they have an empathetic manager. Every company is struggling with low engagement from Pepsi to your, you know, basic startup that no one's ever heard of where you mashed two words together. I've worked for Spreadfast, Bedwatch, Pingboard, like all these silly tech names, but everybody's trying to figure this out. Your immediate impact with your leadership team or however, whatever role you're in at your company, just make sure that there's a conversation happening about training managers to be more empathetic and leading with heart, not with brain and not with muscle. That's not how to get stuff done. That's not how to get people to stay because that's not a good employee experience. And turnover is expensive, like we've discussed. So 19% of people are miserable at work, but hopefully none of them are at your company because you listen to this episode and and you're going to go take steps to workshop your people managers. That's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. I will link up to the report and I hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.